Welcome to our August 8th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Precious God, today as we sit in your presence, we pray that you set our worries aside, that we see the delight that comes from the light of your love. Please guide us through this service. Amen. Let's join together for our call to worship. Members of one fellowship, let us come to worship and praise. Called to the kindness and truth, we come to strengthen our faith. Beloved children of God, let's worship together in unity and love. Let's have the children come forward for children's time, please. 
we all get very excited when we get awarded things. Now, awards are pretty cool. They're one way that we know that we did something really well. Now, there's all sorts of different types of rewards. There are good grades for studying very hard. Sometimes if you're a part of a sport, you get to be the, the, the captain of the team. Sometimes if you're in theater or dance, you get to have the leading role in something in a play or a recital. Sometimes if you're in a sport like karate, you get advanced to the next belt. But awards help us know that we're doing things very well, but awards look really different. In our scripture today, we look at what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. Now, when we're a part of the body of Christ, we do something all together. And our awards start to look really different when we know that we are a part of a community. Sometimes we think about awards like trophies or, or championships or whatnot. And a trophy or a championship is very much about one person doing one thing on their own. But there are other awards that we have that remind us we are working together in Christ's family. This is one of our prayer shawls. We have a prayer shawl community here that makes shawls, then they send them out to other people so that they know that their church is praying for them. Now, unlike a trophy that really relates to what one person is doing, this is a reward as well. This is a reward that reminds other people that they're important. When a dear friend gets a prayer shawl from our prayer shawl team, they are reminded that they are special and they are being given something to remind them that people are thinking about them. This is not so much a reward for the person that did the work, but it's a reward in reminding someone else that they are loved and they are special and someone is thinking about them. So, it is really special and really cool when we get trophies to show all the hard work that we have been doing. And I want us to remember to also take time to make things that will show other people how important they are and how special they are to you. Because the more we share things like this, the more special it is when we work together and serve together and get things like this. And even in moments like this, as you hear a sneeze behind the camera, these are two dear friends working together to show you how special you are to us and remind you that you are loved by God. Special, uh, Dear God, thank you for your love, your spirit, and reminding us that we are special to you. Help us create the gifts that show other people that they're important. Amen.
Let's join together in prayer. Christ of love, instill your love in our lives and in our worship that we may embrace our call to be your beloved children, imitators of God and members of love and grace with one another. Amen. Let's join together in the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Let's join together for our words of assurance. In Christ, we are fed with grace and nourished with love. We are forgiven and freed to love one another with abundance. Amen. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 35, and then continuing with verses 41 through 51. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. At this the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is it not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Verily, truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats the bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The word of God for all people. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we take your image into the world. But the way we take your image into the world is the way we see the world. So, precious God, today as we use a very unique narrative that would only come from the pastor Michael Drew Davis, we ask that you help us really evaluate the way that we see the world functioning so that we can differentiate our feelings and our vision with what's actually there and what you want us to do. In your son's precious name, be with us. Nothing happens unless it's sparked by you. Amen. Dear friends, today I want to share with you a story of two wrestling promotions. When I grew up as a, a young child watching professional wrestling, starting at the age of 10, there were two dominant wrestling promotions in North America. One was the National Wrestling Alliance, and through its champion, Ric Flair, presented an image of wrestling that was based in the real world. It was a sports-based narrative of professional wrestling. All of the actions and the storylines took place in the ring. And they had interview segments and people talked about other people and said things about someone else. But the true storylines and the focus of the promotion happened in the ring as a champion like Ric Flair walked around with the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight title. 
Then there was another national promotion that existed. And this one was more based on storylines. And it was more based on things that happened outside the ring. Uh, skits and promos and cartoon characters. And through this, the what at the time was the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, now known as World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, their champion, Hulk Hogan, was this bigger-than-life superhero that individuals turned to because they wanted to see the superhero sweep into a conflict and win again. I want to use the existence of these two major promotions that fought against each other for dominance I want to use the way that the National Wrestling Alliance structured its wrestling in a, a more realistic based product. I want to use the imagery of how the WWF, now the WWE, used its imagery to create superheroes and supervillains as we had a place to look and to dream outside of ourselves for potential. And I want to use both of these narratives because the way that the NWA presented wrestling, the way that the WWF, now WWE, presents, presented wrestling, really mirrors the way that I see us as people of faith moving and growing and acting within the world as we become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, to go and share a common story. But that common story is flavored by the way we view the world. Now, for me to separate, to divide the way that we view the world, I need to share with you the way the National Wrestling Alliance and the WWE, now W then WWF, now WWE, presented their champions. Those of us that love wrestling from a lifetime, there's, there's two words I need to teach you. You may not know them because I need to use them to share with you this narrative. The first word is heel. H-E-E-L. Heel. A heel is a villain. If you watch the Old West movies, the cowboy movies, it's the guy with the black hat that the town sheriff or the lonely desperado had to take care of because he was causing conflict for the town. H-E-E Hill is the villain, the bad guy. Now, a baby face, a baby face is a good guy. And the good guy is the person that stood for truth and justice and the good guy is a person that would never do anything morally wrong. The good guy is a person that would never, ever cheat. So we have this existence of heels, the bad guy, and baby faces, the good guy. Now, I need you to know those words. Now I can explain to you the differences between the National Wrestling Alliance and the WWF, now the WWE. The NWA existed within a structural program that it was a heel territory. Now, a territory is a collection of promotions that work together for a common purpose. The NWA worked with different promotions in Florida, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, St. Louis. They all worked together and had one common champion. And quite frequently, 
that common champion was a heel. The National Wrestling Alliance was a heel territory. The heroes, the, the villains of those places, people like Terry Funk, people like Jack Briscoe, people like Harley Race and Ric Flair, they were these heel champions. Now, what happened in the heel storylines of the National Wrestling Alliance is they began to tell stories that the villain had power, the villain had dominance, the villain had something that needed to be taken away from him so that all the good people could be free from their power that the villains had. That's how the NWA portrayed its title. Because the NWA champion as the villain went to Florida, went to St. Louis, went to Texas, went to Oklahoma, went to Japan and Australia. And as the villain, all of the good people in that territory wanted their good guy superhero in their territory to overcome the villain and take control. So that is the image of a heel territory. All of this is going to make sense in a minute. Then there was the image that the WWF, now WWE, portrayed and still in different ways portrays. As you look at people like John Cena. In my time period growing up, the WWF champion was Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan was the big superhero that no one could defeat. No matter how bad the big evil bad was, Hulk Hogan was the superhero that would put the bad guys, the heels in their place. He was the baby face that had control over the hills. And no matter how much evil villainry that the hills did, we knew that that superhero baby face Hulk Hogan would come along and put them in the place and make everything right. I want to use these two promotions. And I want to talk about the way that I see us interact with the world and our faith. And there are two ways that we interact with the world with our faith. We either feel that there are big, terrible, bad things that need to be put in their place and have the power taken away from them, or we need to do everything possible to completely eradicate the evil. And we look at the world for its evil, and we see how evil has power, and we want to be the individuals that go out and take that power away from the evil. That's how the NWA storylines were always based. Whether it was Dusty Rhodes being the son of a plumber from Dallas, Texas, trying to come from his poor roots to beat the millionaire dominant evil Ric Flair. It is an image that we see at times. If we see that the world is evil and that evil has power, we have been called in our hearts as people of faith to go out and take that power back for Jesus Christ. Then there's another way that we look at the world. We look at the world through the pure eyes that God, our hero, has all the power, all the strength, all the control. And we interact with the world trying to show 
individuals that we're not lost in this evil world, that we have a God that is in control of everything. Our baby face hero God that is in control of everything. And whenever that we're dealing with the hard times or the bad times or the sad times, we know that our God of all love and purity will take care of those issues and we will be safe and free once again. Now, the way that we look at the world affects the way that we interact with the world. I'll share with you, as we are individuals at times that see that evil has power, as we are people at times see that there are oppressive elements that puts things aside that need to be seen, we look at the world much like the way that the National Wrestling Alliance presented its Hill Champion, and we all take on the image of a Dusty Rhodes, of a Barry Windham, of a Ron Garvin. And we want to be the ones that hold up the banner that we are the ones that can move forward in this evil, hateful world controlled by evil and take that banner for God and take that power away from evil so that freedom can come. And there are beautiful ways that I see us celebrate that. I am blessed to be a part of a denomination, the United Methodist Church, that begins to look at ways that we see individuals oppressed and set aside. And we ask, how can we take that power back so that we can set them free from those oppressive elements? I am blessed to be a part of a denomination that talks about LGBTQIA+ conversations. And we talk about how that the oppressive evil of the world pushes our dear friends aside, and we have the true honest conversations on what it means to take that power away so that we can free our oppressed brothers and sisters to have a place at the table. We look at it in situations of homelessness, we're not individuals that just pass five bucks on to an individual, but we actively participate in food shelters and food banks and food fundraisers and, and filling backpacks for school kids so that they know that they can have food when they're not at school. We see the evil, oppressive hurt that exists in the world and we want to take the power away from it so that we can give these dear friends what they need so that they can feel the love and support that comes through Jesus Christ and know that they can experience it, live with it, and participate in it because that grace is for all and the oppressive power does not have all the power. I hope that we also look at the world through the eyes that our God is greater, our God is stronger. As I try to emulate the words of Chris Tomlin, but I'm forgetting all the words right now. That we celebrate that our God is an awesome God. That we celebrate that we serve a God that we know has control over the worlds. That we serve a God that has the whole world in his hands. 
And we know that no matter how bad things get, no matter how out of place that power seems to be, we know that God has all the power. And we continue to serve the world in such a way that we never forget that God has the power and we persevere through situations so that other people can see the light and find their place at the table of grace. The ways and the means that this God motivates us is unending. If we believe that God has control over everything, we know that there is a victory at the end of the road. If we know that God is in control over everything, even in the darkest moments, we know that God will open an avenue for us to follow and there will be a final victory that Jesus Christ created through his sacrifice and God leads us to every day as long as we don't quit. When we know that our God is the one who will have the last victory over evil, we become the ones who don't stop serving so that we can celebrate those victories as we share in the Lord's Prayer on earth as well as in heaven. There's different forms of motivation that exist in these things. And that is what that we really need to differentiate against. Because sometimes we become so focused on the God of victory that we forget that there are people hurting and suffering and we only look at the God of victory and we only look at the, the medals and the rewards at the end of the line and forget, yes, there are people suffering that need to be reminded that there's freedom. We can become so focused on the God of victory that we actually cause defeats for other people. Then there's the other end. We can become so perseverant in focusing on the perseverance of overcoming how evil has so much control in the world that we forget to celebrate, that we forget to be in moments of joy, that we forget to sit back and relax and, and sit in the sunshine of God's love, that we are so lost in a pessimistic place that evil has power, that we forget sometimes it's okay to say, Jesus loves me, this I know. There are pros and cons to both. There are pros and cons in all the ways that we work and live in the world, that it becomes our challenge to find that center place so that we both don't forget that we're loved by God, and we don't forget that there's hurts and pains that need to be taken care of. If we get too much stuck in the evil in this world, we only see evil, and then we unintentionally give evil that power. If we only stay in a world that we are continually celebrating a God that creates victories for us, we leave behind the dear friends who feel pushed aside and left out, and they don't hear Jesus loves you.
we need to find here. We need to find this place in the in-between. That we acknowledge the hurts and the pains and we do everything possible. And through doing so, we say that God has control and thank you, Jesus, for your salvation. When we become the ones that exist in the middle, then we can provide fullness and hope for others. What I want you to remember is, yes, there are some bad things that have power in this world. And we need to remember that we have to be the ones that persevere and work through that evil and get to a place where God has power over that evil. And we need to remember as we celebrate the times that God gets that power, that there is freedom and joy that we can sit back and smile. And we're not always fighting against the bad, but we are being fed and we are growing because God is so good. Hold those two images, my dear friends, as I share with you once again the silly shenanigans of my life, as we remember the hill territories in our life, like the National Wrestling Alliance, and we remember that there are superheroes that are full of good and love that are making things possible, and the bad guys don't always have power, and the heroes should inspire us to do better. And as we find that middle place, we can find that road that is paved that we don't just reach the benefits of faith, but we bring others along with us. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org, and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together for our prayer of giving as we bring gifts to you. Oh God, we bring our gratitude and praise for the many ways you nourish us and make us whole. Bless these gifts that they may nourish others and bring wholeness to a broken world. Amen.
Thank you once again for joining us today in worship. Let's join together in our closing benediction. Go forth with the word of life on your lips and the love of God in your hearts. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you through your week. God is love. Amen.